The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS NFL Podcast. I'm Katie Mox, here with Will Brinson and John Breach. And tonight, we are giving out our top six Thursday night NFL takeaways from the draft. If you're joining us on YouTube, smash that like button, comment, and subscribe for audio only. Do the same and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. Fellas, this was a wild first night of the draft. And in my opinion, the most wild thing that happened was the Jonas Brothers. Why were they there? And why were they there for so long? And why were two of them wearing matching outfits? I thought there were, I, I felt like there was an extra Jonas brother that I wasn't expecting, like a Kevin Jonas. Well, Kevin, um, Kevin is a brother. By the way, you did say good evening. Oh, it's good morning. Good morning. It's good morning. It's Kelly it's Mox. AKA Katie Mox. Yeah, when he I knows say my Kevin, name, guys. It's an it's an endearing nickname. If she calls me Brian, same thing. Just roll with it. But um, there they are. But what are these guys doing? No, I see, guess. this is this is the interesting part say, about it's this. Not an, it's not an NFL draft unless the Jonas Brothers are there. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, the the interesting thing here is that, and I have an HD antenna, right, which is much faster than even cable uh, or streaming. Obviously, it's just ahead like a couple seconds, ten to fifteen. ABC, you can use that. You can't do ESPN there. The ABC coverage of the draft is so interesting because, like, David Muir did the, the nightly news. He goes, coming up in just a few minutes, the NFL draft. Lives will be changed. Futures will be altered. And they're like, in 2001, Tom Brady went 199 as a reminder of the craziness that can occur on the clock. It's like, <laughs> no, one, no one even thought about Tom Brady being drafted in 2001. But, like, you tried out the Jonas Brothers for the ABC crew. For the ESPN crew, you got to bring in like a parrot or a pirate or something. You get Menudo. <laughs> for 98 Menudo degrees. is actually one of the longest standing uh, boy bands. All right. Uh, one more thing before we get started. Brinson, you flex on us in the chat a lot. Up 125 units on the draft. How are we doing this year? I didn't bet on this draft because I told everybody 
that it was going to be insane, yes. and that betting on this draft was a fool's errand, and you would end up losing money because no one knew what teams would do because, one, there's a bunch of new GMs. Two, there are a bunch of teams with two first-round picks, and it would be difficult to discern in this draft class, which was very flat and featured not a lot of really high-end talent, and four, I have to breach. I'm gonna get to you. And four quarterbacks who, <laughs> who attract the attention, that it would be difficult to predict what would happen. Now, sure, did I predict a lot of it and nail it with my mind? I was gonna breach? say, who's this? You were uh, flexing in the group chat. Well, when Brinson says he did not gamble on the draft, that is incorrect. He actually, I do owe you forty dollars or ten dollars. Ten, ten dollars. As for, for our bet that CJ Stroud would drop out of the top 10, I said there was no way it would happen. But I gave Brinson four to one odds who said uh, it might because everything was happening. But in Brinson's defense, in Brinson's defense, he did make me more than $10 about a half hour before the draft started. Uh, he said, CJ Stroud's going to go number two, bet everything on it. Uh, I didn't bet everything, but I certainly got more than $10 out of that. So thanks, Brinson. You sure so, should send me that money. But. So I, I'm going to you. What's your what's your Venmo real quickly? I think it's just John Breach. Good for you. I'm surprised there's not another not. John Breach out there. Now everybody normally Venmo Breach some money. No, yeah, Venmo John. Everybody, Venmo, <laughs> everybody, Venmo request. If you're watching right now, Venmo request John Breach, sixty nine cents. Uh, normally on a post draft round one podcast, what would happen is I would go off on some bizarre CJ Stroud going second mm. overall tangent. However, Kelly Mox, Katie Mox. Yeah. As a list of items that we're going to cover, I would imagine that's near the top. It is near the top, but it, it is – oh, it is number one, actually. Okay, so the Texans, CJ Stroud, the Texans were not messing around this year. There is no patient rebuilding going on. They got their franchise quarterback, CJ Stroud. Then they traded up nine spots to get Will Anderson Jr. for the number three overall pick. Is this, you guys, a franchise-changing draft or a bit irresponsible given how many picks they had to give up that they got from the Deshaun Watson trade and how long they could put that out? So what do you think? What, what are you grading this as? So, well, first of all, I want to give producer Billy, who's probably going to end up talking to this podcast, the Eagles have a good, a good draft, um, an A-plus for this family feud-style graphic. The only way it gets better is if we get the actual, like, you know, Ray Combs. Uh, I, mean, I guess we can even throw it back further if you wanted. Some people like Harvey, right, Steve Harvey. But where it flips over, like, like as he's like, what's number one on the list? Um, the, the Texans, depending on which trade chart you use, either got fleeced or, I think, according to our own R.J. White, actually came out kind of even and what's really interesting about this if and i'm not reporting this per se but just like hearing this from a bunch of different places the texans wanted to go will anderson at two that's who D'Amico ryan's want they, once they missed out on the chance as adam Schefter reported to move to number one and take bryce young because the panthers threw in dj moore to the bears and moved up there once that happened the texans knew they couldn't get bryce young their quarterback preference at that point, there's a bit of a battle between ownership and the front office and the coaching staff about going defense or quarterback. Now, Cal McNair, you can think whatever you want about him. He owns the team. He can do whatever the hell he wants with said team. Hmm. He wanted C.J. Stroud, despite the fact that they share agents. But he shares an agent with Deshaun Watson, and that creates some problems down the road. Nevertheless, they draft Stroud, and then they trade back up from 12 to 3. I don't think I've ever seen this draft Will Anderson and get two of 
I, I think consensus from a consensus perspective, the five or six best players in the draft breach. How could you not love this for the Texans? The story of this draft. If they win two games next year and give up their first round pick, they'll look like idiots. But if they're decent, very nice draft. Yeah, here's the thing about the Texans. They've done a lot of smart things this entire offseason, and they just kind of fly under the radar. I mean, you look at what they did in free agency. They added Robert Woods, Jimmy Ward, Sheldon Rankins, Dalton Schultz, Devin Singletary. I mean, I could just keep going. Hassan Ridgeway. And then, obviously, the big question was at quarter, quarterback, and that was it. You know, they had – it was, are they really going to go into the season with Case Keenum and Davis Mills and not draft a quarterback? Because that was kind of – uh, the smoke and mirrors they were throwing out there was what are they going to do at number two? As Brenton mentioned, they love Will Anderson. There was no indication really that they were going to take a quarterback. They were playing it close to the vest. And now you put CJ Stroud in there who, who feels like he was easily the second best quarterback in this draft. And so I, I thought that was a smart pick trading back up and getting Will Anderson. You're not mortgaging your future. If you're using picks, they had so many picks. It's not like every pick can make their roster. Like they had picks to spare. They used them. They got the second overall pick, third overall pick. By the way, just the third team uh, in the Super Bowl era to get two of the top three picks in the NFL draft, joining Washington in 2000 and the Colts in 1992. Uh, and so, yeah, I agree with you, Brenton. I would. I thought the Texans played this brilliantly. Kudos to that front office. Uh, and I thought Nick Casario did exactly – he's building the Patriots South or Patriots Southwest or whatever Texas is considered where – he was in New England for 20 years. He knows you need a quarterback to win. Obviously, you have Tom Brady. And he saw what kind of talent Belichick would kind of uh, get on defense. And that those defense are always good. And it helps that they have a defensive genius running the show in Belichick. But that's what he's done. He, he's amassed all this talent on defense. He's brought in a quarterback who he thinks can be successful. And, man, Texans look tough. I, I did think Katie made a good point, though. It's like you gave the future first. If C.J. Stroud bust out, right? Then, like you, they have these. They have all these first round picks because they took future first from other teams. Yeah, like the Browns, like twelve times, and that that would be the one thing I would be worried about. What if you're the worst team in football next year because CJ Stroud sucks and Caleb Williams is incredible uh, for uh, the Arizona Cardinals when they move on from Kyler Murray next year? Yeah, they gave up a 12th overall, a 33rd overall, a first round pick in 2024, a third rounder in 2024. It's it's a lot. And it's it's either it's either going to be a bust or it's going to be amazing. And we don't know. So it could be seen as irresponsible. I will say a lot of people in the chat are disagreeing with you guys and think that the Texans got fleeced with this one. Moving on to our whoa, whoa, but real quick. We weren't talking about the terms of the trade between the Cardinals and the Texans. We were talking about how the, the Texans talent addition improves their roster. The Cardinals got the better end of that trade by a mile. I mean, they, they picked up an extra first round pick in 2024. There is no doubt about that. But, you know, the flip side of that is that we don't know what the Cardinals are going to do with that pick. They might, the Cardinals do not have a great track record of draft. They might blow that pick next year. So two years, the Cardinals had to trade away a third round pick for tampering before the draft. Well, right. So like <laughs> two years from now, we could be saying the, the, the Cardinals got fleeced because they didn't know how to use these draft picks they were given. So yes, right now from a compensation standpoint, the Cardinals won, but from, Hey, did we just have one of the best first round possibles? If you're the Houston Texans, I think you walked out of this draft very happy because you are just ecstatic with the two guys you got. One more, one more very quick note. I mean, like, I know it's a different network. Don't care. Shout out to Daniel Jeremiah. 
one of the best dudes in this business at move the sticks on Twitter. You've seen him on the draft shows. He had in his final mock draft, CJ Stroud going two, and the Texans trading back up to grab Will Anderson three. That is an outrageous pull in terms of mock. I think we lost your uh, audio there. Okay, so moving on to this. I was hitting, I was hitting mute. To be oh, hitting mute. All right, second one. So two running backs were taken in the top 12. You got B. John uh, Robinson at number eight and then Jamar Gibbs and Jameer Gibbs, excuse me, number 12. Only four running backs have been selected in the first round since Saquon Barkley was in uh, selected number two in 2018. Kind of um, abnormal to have this many running backs go that high. Breach, were you surprised by this? Uh, not with Bijan Robinson. I think that one was pretty clear that he was going to be a top 10, a top 12 pick. It was just a question was, is he going to land in Atlanta? Is he going to land in Philadelphia? But I mean, you do have these guys who are so talented, uh, and it doesn't happen very often. I would say once every four or five years where it's, I don't care what the NFL feels or how most teams or what analytics feels about the running back position that this guy is so talented. You can line him up anywhere on the field that he is absolutely worthy of being a high first round pick. So yeah, I don't hate the Falcons for what they did. I thought the lions was a little weirder uh, taking Gibbs 12th overall. Cause the lions also had the 18th overall pick. And I, I just feel like Gibbs would have been available there. And so if, if you want a running back, at that point, just wait and take him at 18. It just felt like 12 was a reach. I think Gibbs is good, too. If they take him 18, I am feel a little bit better about the pick than I am if they take him at 12. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Falcons, Arthur Smith has proven that he runs a run-oriented offense and that it can be successful. They surprised a lot of people last season. And so now the only question is, uh, can Desmond Ritter handle Kyle Pitts and Drake London and Bajan Robinson, is, is that enough to turn this team around? Because you're, you're, he's got the keys to the offense now. He just can't crash it because he's got a lot of weapons. If I wake up on Friday morning and Chick-fil-A has not inked a deal <laughs> with Bijan Robinson's, like he has a he has a mustard company. Like a like a it's it's like a Dijonese style Bijonese. If there's not a Bijonese dipping sauce for chicken nuggets in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium by next week. It's a massive marketing failure by Chick-fil-A. Like, get this man his extra bag. It should be his uh, the, agent, Brenton. The one thing that... Uh, I would do that. Probably she pay would. better. No offense to my current job. Probably pay better. Um, get 10%, <laughs> you get 10%. You get a first-round pick, you get 10%. Clearly, it pays better. Um, and not to I, mention the deal with Chick-fil-A. Right. I'd be basically the VP of Chick-fil-A marketing at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was... Really bizarre one that the Seahawks took Devin uh, Witherspoon at five. They never draft cornerbacks high, although they you know they took Earl Thomas when they kickstarted the Legion of Boom back in the day. But the Lions at six said, "All right, that was our guy. We're moving back immediately, like really fast." That trade came in quick, and then they take a running back when they could have just taken. I mean, Jameer Gibbs is really good. Don't get me wrong. But I want B. John Robinson at six versus Jameer Gibbs where they took him. That was sort of my concern with it. I think the most fascinating thing about these running backs is two running backs off the board before a wide receiver. That is incredibly unusual in 2023. It probably speaks to, I think, more to this class specifically than any sort of trend in the NFL. You have a bunch of slot receivers, shorter guys. You don't have true alpha number ones. There's no Jamar Chase, et cetera. And 
you just have a lot of uncertainty at different positions. So taking a running back, I think probably felt like a safer move for some of these teams. And, you know, you look at Detroit's situation from, you know, a, a roster perspective. Yeah. DeAndre Swift was a high pick before he's in the last year of his deal. David Montgomery was signed as a free agent, but he's also basically on a one-year deal, maybe a two-year deal. And so you have those two guys where if like, let's say hypothetically you bring in, Gibbs or Robinson, whatever you do, you bring in a running back and they don't acclimate immediately to either pass pro or finding the cuts, finding the holes, you know, the burst there, knowing what to do from a pro perspective, you do have bodies there to help, you know, alleviate that. And I think the Lions look at themselves as a team in a watered down NFC that can make a deep run because they might have the fourth best quarterback in the conference with Jared Goff, which sounds like a thing a crazy person would say, but it's kind of true. I, it's, it's, it might be. It might be. <laughs> He's like battling for four and five with Kirk Cousins. Like, what the hell is happening here? All right. On that note, we are going to take a quick break. But if you're hungry for more football analysis and first draft round analysis, then stick around after this because we have the first with the first pick podcast. It's your source for comprehensive draft coverage and pick breakdowns with CBS Sports draft expert Ryan Wilson and longtime general manager Rick Spielman. Ryan and Rick will recap each day of the draft, dishing out winners and losers from all seven rounds. And the draft chatter doesn't stop on Saturday. Stay tuned to the show for a team-by-team draft grade for an early look at who your team could be eyeing next year. Download and follow the With the First Pick podcast wherever you find this one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Get breaking news. Big news coming out of the NFL today. Highlights and instant reactions. The largest final round comeback in four championship history. We're down to the final four. I just want to take time to analyze greatness. Talk winners and losers with a guy who's already a big winner. CBS Sports HQ. It's all sports all day long. Welcome back to Pick 6 Podcast. All right, number three, the Eagles move up and select Jalen Carter at number nine. Before we get Billy in here, how'd you guys feel about this one? There were several other teams that were interested. The Steelers were one of them. Couldn't get a deal done. Eagles get their second Jalen. They now have a Jalen on the offense and the defense. 
I actually missed what was the Steelers? The Steelers wanted to get up for Jalen Carter. I think I missed that. What was the? I mean, you know, you, you try to soak in every nugget, but sometimes you miss something. What was the the genesis that, of that one? The Steelers were reportedly in con, <clears throat> excuse me, in contact with the Bears, who originally held the ninth pick, but didn't make a deal. That's, the, that's the nugget. That is spicy. The I mean, man, I I think what's really interesting when you look at I hate saying this because. I was so prepared this offseason to move off of my Eagles and to allow Billy to have them. I picked him to to win the NFC last year, so they're kind of my Eagles. Okay, Uh, But, yeah, I was hoping they would sort of take a step back maybe. And Howie Roseman is just out here building Georgia 2.0. He has, like, at least four Georgia defenders on his defense. That is essentially his draft plan is I'll go in the first round and I will take maybe the his, the greatest historical college defense in NCAA history and just put them on my NFL roster and see if it works. And they made the Super Bowl last year. Jordan Davis, you know, who I love, obviously, needs to have a better year. But now you had Jalen Carter in there. And Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis don't have to be immediate – linchpins in the middle because they brought Fletcher Cox back. You had Nolan Smith. I mean, like, look, Georgia destroyed everybody and you're just making them an NFL team in real life. I, I love it. He's actually uh, Jalen Carter was the first bulldog taken uh, off the board as well. The whole Jalen Carter thing was crazy because remember early April, he's like, guess what? I'm not interviewing with any team outside the top 10 because not drop it out of the top 10. And here he is sneaking in the top 10 mm-hmm. at number nine. And if you would have told Howie Roseman before the draft that they were going to get Jalen or uh, Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith, uh, he probably would have laughed you out of the room thinking that there was no feasible way that that could happen. And, and here we are with, just having both guys fall in his lap. Uh, obviously, you know, the Eagles trade up one spot to get Jalen Carter, which is hilarious that the Bears did that to pick up fourth round pick. And then really having Nolan Smith fall to the bottom of the first round, just every pick. Once we got to the 24, 25, it was like, oh my God, this is really going to happen. Everything is coming up Eagles. Literally for the past 12 months, everything has been coming up Eagles. They look good last season. They go to the Super Bowl. They have a fantastic first round of the draft. I don't know what this team is doing. I don't know if they made a deal with the devil like Jerry Jones did in 1995 is Brinson loves to tell us all the time, uh, but whatever happened, everything's coming up Eagles. And that, I mean, great first round getting those two guys. Philly feels a lot like the new Boston where, you know, you kind of felt bad for them because they didn't win anything ever. And then they get that Super Bowl and you're like, all right, cool, cool. That's great. And then all of a sudden they start winning everything and they become no offense to Debo or Billy here, but a little bit obnoxious, you know, you're, um, I will say that uh, somehow uh, I'm on a thread with like a buddy of mine who's a Falcons fan and there's an Eagles fan on there as well. Shout out to Hart and Buzz, two great first names. Uh, they asked me today who their teams would get. And I told Hart that the uh, that the Falcons would get Bichon Robinson. And I, I mentioned uh, Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith for the Eagles. So I'm basically three for three on that thread. And they think I'm actually smart. Look, Jalen Carter is, if he plays to his maximum potential, Easily, easily, easily the best player in this draft class. Now, there are questions about, you know, his motivation. And, you know, it's it's hard to characterize those things. It's hard to really understand because you, you're not inside his head. But you had the off-field stuff this offseason. And then at his pro day, granted, dealing with an arrest shows up a little thicker. 
doesn't, you know, do the drills very well. I don't want to criticize thick people. It doesn't feel like my place. Uh, doesn't do the, doesn't do the drills very well. And so those are concerns, but like you put him in his, you put him in the, with the Eagles where he doesn't have to be a, a guy who's like doing, he doesn't have to be the guy on a day-to-day basis from, from jump street because they have the bodies there. This is what makes the Eagles good. And what's what makes Howie Roseman a really good general manager. They are planning for next year already. This is not a pick that it's a pick that will help 2023. But it's a, these two picks are, you know, could make 2024 special. Uh, and, and real quick, someone in the comment section asking if there is any chance that Jalen Carter can serve jail time. Uh, the answer is mostly no. He pleaded no contest. He's uh, sentenced to 12 months of probation. If he were to violate his probation, that would be the route to jail time. But as long as he steers clear of breaking the law, then no, he is off the hook. He'll pay a thousand dollar fine, do eight hours of community service. And after 12 months, we'll be have this completely behind him. And as Katie presumably brings Billy in, I will just note that if you were drafted in the top 10 of the NFL draft, you got to really, really do something bad to go to jail. Unfortunately, that's the reality of society. Yeah. All right, Billy, you have 30 seconds to say, <laughs> how, oh, he, Billy Sunglasses is back. I mean, you know, it's 1230 a.m., but, you know, I'm still shining. It's kind of hard, you know, the sun's not <laughs> out, but I still feel like the, the, the bright lights are on me. I mean, it's a great movie. Hey, I can see your ring light in your shades. <laughs> <laughs> Shine bright like a diamond. No, but it's really good moves for the Eagles. Um, you know, we had we had last year, you know, the talk was we had a bunch of Batmans on offense. But now on defense, we got a whole bunch of dogs. Mm. And I can't wait for all of them to play together. Um, you get Nolan Smith on the back end at the, at pick 30. Is, is that, that That's a great pick by Howie. And for him to just fall there, like you said, Howie would have, like, he would have been elated if he, if if you told him yesterday that he'd be able to get, you know, Carter and Nolan Smith in the same in the same round. Like he 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 would he would he would be shocked. He would he would have thought that he had to mortgage the whole Eagles' future in order to get those guys. So you know, great work by Howie, and I can't wait. I can't wait for those dogs to get to work. Well, maybe those dogs will be barking. All right, thanks, Billy. Number four, three quarterbacks were selected in the top four. You got Bryce Young going number one overall, then C.J. Stroud, then Anthony Richardson. It's actually also the first time in NFL history that three black quarterbacks have gone top ten in the draft. Were you guys surprised at all by these three? Uh, by the way, this podcast is is like gonna be pretty much insufferable in twenty twenty three, given how bad the NFC is. And how good the 49ers and Eagles are. This is we, we have a problem on our hands with Katie and Billy. Um, I know. And by the way, Billy and I are just as insufferable. So it's uh, good luck to Billy, you. Yeah, at least you're not wearing sunglasses. The, uh, I w- become best friends. Yep. Oh, God. Uh, let's go Panthers. I, I might become a Panthers fan again next year or just like root against you guys and have the Panthers win the NFC. Okay, uh, Bryce luck. Young, speaking of the Panthers, not a surprise, right? We all knew he was going to go first overall by the time that. And again, draft market's reactionary, but it it got there. We knew by draft day, you get the morning tweet from Schefter. It's like, well, they've centered on Bryce Young all along, blah, blah, blah. And he's like minus 7,000 in the markets. Uh, I mean, I'd love to tell you that I wasn't surprised by Richardson because I had him going number four overall in my mm. mock draft. And I was still surprised. Should have bet it. Well, I told everybody to bet it on CBS Sports HQ's uh, Spotlight, which you can watch on CBS Sports Network uh, daily, I think, from 3 to 4 p.m. And, of course, on CBSSportsHQ.com. That was an organic plug. Thanks for asking. Uh The one that was surprising was C.J. Stroud, who really had been pushed down the board Mm -hmm. because of uh, uh, the the new – it's the 
what's the test the s2 test s2 s2 yeah it's like the new wonderlick it's a it's like less uh less uh sat act and more do, do a better job of how fast you can process information on the field exactly breach thank you um i actually there's an actually an interesting discussion about it with that's a name check again but daniel jeremiah who is a huge padres fan was on pardon my take and was talking about how he has buddies who are MLB GMs and they've been using it for like 15 years and they were wondering how it translates to the NFL. We don't really know, but CJ Stroud slandered moves down. However, in my opinion, Cal McNair, the Texans owner steps in and says, we want that guy. And you end up with three quarterbacks in the top five for just the third time since 1999. Really? Yes. 2021. The Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance year. Yep. Breach, can you name the other three quarterbacks in the 1999 NFL draft? Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb, and Achilles Smith. Who was the best one of those? Not Achilles Smith. <laughs> Not <laughs> Tim Couch. So Donovan McNabb wins by default. And that obviously I know that draft because Achilles Smith was the third overall pick by the Bengals. So I, that draft is burnt into my head. I should get the top 10 tattooed on my back. I will not, but I, maybe I should. Why do the Bengals inspire people to get tattooed so much? I have no idea. You know, the one thing I will say about this is, is Brinson said, you know, we don't need to say a lot about Bryce Young. That was the expected pick. We knew that's what the Panthers was go- were going to do. Uh, and, and I like C.J. Stroud to the Texans. I think that is, you, I, you know, you never know if a quarterback's going to work out when they get drafted this high. It's literally a crapshoot. We see some of these guys pan out. Some of these guys don't. Uh, but Anthony Richardson is definitely – the risky pick. Obviously, Shane Steichen did what he did with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia and is thinking, I can do something similar with somebody who is an athletic freak like Anthony Richardson. And so it, that Colts, the whole, not just the offense, but the whole team just feels like it's a few steps behind the Texans right now. Obviously, Jacksonville, because they feel like they're the best team in the division. And then, you know, I don't know where Tennessee is. They're probably about even with Indy, but it just, I don't know that, I don't know. Colts just seem like they're going the wrong way. To me, the Richardson pick kind of felt like Chris Ballard thinking, you know what? Look, Jimbo, brother, I'm, I'm tired of breathing down my neck about this quarterback situation. I'm going to roll the YOLO dice and just get the guy who could make me a god at Indy. And you're going to fire me next year anyway if I didn't draft a quarterback. So why not just grab, draft the guy with the biggest possible upside? I, I, I do think this the Shane's second offense is really interesting with Richardson and he only started 13 games, so it's hard to it, – it's quarterback evaluation is really, really, really hard. I would personally rather have Richardson at four with that Colts offensive line, Taylor, Steichen coaching, then even – I like Bobby Slowick a lot in that Texans offense, then Stroud and what the, the Texans have. So I, I'm a little higher on the Colts than I was before the draft, I, and partially because I – Mock drafted it and get points for it. (laughs) All right. On that note, we're taking a quick break. You're watching Pick 6, and we'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Katie Mox here with Will Brinson and John Breach. And today, tonight, good morning, I don't know, it's a 2023 NFL Draft first round recap. Make sure you keep it locked with us all week long. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow as well. And like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube page. All right, we talked about C.J. Stroud, who took a lot of heat in the media last week, but it was another quarterback, Will Levis. He dropped out of the first round. He is the Bo Callahan. We had to get a draft day Ooh. slash Kevin Costner, you know, nugget in here. He's the Bo Callahan. <laughs> it's a Kevin Costner podcast. <laughs> it is. It's it's the unofficial Kevin Costner podcast. Here's the thing. I was, I was looking at some stats. According to ESPN Analytics, there was a 92% chance that Levis was going to be picked within the top 10. Oof. That, of course, did not happen. He was supposed to be second overall. What What do we think? How is Pete Prisco? Has anybody checked on him? Oh, man. I, I, so a couple things here with Pete Prisco. Um, I'm on a text thread with me, Pete. I, I name-checked Pete in my winners and losers article because Pete's Ooh. got that Instagram thing out there where he's like, Will Levis should be number one overall. And we are absolutely dragging Pete just oh, like, no. o- like over and over again to the point that he is, he's he's like responding with personal angry remarks. Um, I, I think he told me that I don't know anyone in the league and that I don't watch football. Learn the game. Yeah, learn the learn the game's been bandied about a lot. Um, he he he's making excuses where he's like, uh, well, Mort says he has a toe issue. Uh, it, it's getting kind of ugly in, in general. And honestly, you know, we, we talked about this with Brady uh, Brady Quinn or. or friend and podcast partner earlier this week about dropping in the draft. It got so bad that ESPN and NFL network stopped cutting to Will Levis. Oof. Like when that happens. And, and I think that's good on you know, oh, it. It's awful to watch him. Yeah. He was, he kept turning bright red and you kept seeing his agent shake his head. Like, no, not, not here either. And you would see the his list. Mother of trying to comfort him. And it was, yeah. Yeah. So kudos to kudos to the networks for, and CBS has done a good job of this too, where, during March Madness, they've decided not to, you know, laser zoom in on the crying small child who's just had their heart ripped out because their team lost on a buzzer beater. It, it's just it's just a little uncomfortable to watch these guys who thought they were going to be a top five pick. Will Levis was minus 500 to go fourth overall when the draft started. Like, that is, you know, that's Chiefs versus Alab- or Chiefs versus Jacksonville State, whatever it is. He was a lock to go in the top five. And he didn't go in the first round. It, it's tough. It's the NFL is weird. Mm-hmm. He's not very accurate in short and intermediate areas. He has a cannon. He's got a strong, you know, uh, alpha male attitude. Unfortunately, he does drink mayonnaise and coffee, so that could be and eat bananas what, with the and, peel on. Yeah, can't I mean, be doing that stuff. You can't be doing that stuff. It, it, there has to be something here for him to fall that far in a league desperate for quarterbacks and someone that physically talented, 
I would guess we see some kind of move early in the second round to go get him, Breach? I mean, well, first I would say that we shouldn't be talking about ESPN analytics. We should talk about wins over Wilson because Ryan Wilson literally this morning said that there was going to be a giant drop with Will Levis. Wilson had him going 25th overall in his final Wilson mock had draft. A good, Wilson did wow. good. Wilson mentioned that he would probably drop. And I, I had said in Slack, too, that if if Will Levis didn't get taken by the Titans at 11th overall, it was going to be a big uh-oh, and he might fall out of the first round. Because that was, it, like, once you got to that spot, it was... He said that? Who's No, no, that's what I wrote in Slack oh. once the draft that. started to play after, after he fell out of the top five. Um, and... and but that was after Wilson had told us that he was probably going to fall. And so the thing here is that, look, I think Chris Mortensen from ESPN reported that he was dealing with a toe issue that caused him to miss two games and that some teams that evaluated him feel that he might need to get surgery on the toe. He doesn't feel the same way. So you have these things leak out. Uh, it, it just feels like he was at best the fourth best quarterback. I, I, I would have taken Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, all above him any day of the week. So at that point, you're getting to where should the fourth best quarterback in the draft go? If you're picking the top 10, you don't want to be taking the fourth best player at a position. It just doesn't make any sense. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, he's I, he's going to get taken the second round probably. I'm not sure who is going to go after him, the, the Vikings maybe. I mean, I don't even know the Titans, but, man, it's – it's I don't know. It's just it's not I, I don't think it's overly surprising. I think that I don't even know why the odds got so crazy. It just wasn't that surprising. I, I was trying to load like a fool. I was trying to load the NFL.com draft tracker because it just happened to be up instead of the much more impressive CBS sports.com tracker, which is working well. NFL.com, get it together. Of course it is. I will tell you the sneaky landing spot for Will Levis. And I'm wearing a shirt that represents that team. Rams? Uh, if you are a big football junkie and follow a ton of college football, you realize that uh, in 2021, when Levis had his breakout year, his offensive coordinator at Kentucky was Liam Cohen, who left after that season to be the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. He then left and went back to Kentucky after this past season. So if there's, if there's enough there with uh, Sean McVay and, and Liam Cohen and Cohen really likes Levis and the Rams are up, I think with the fifth pick in the second round and they have to know Matthew Stafford is not going to be around forever. It's not insane to think they might draft Will Levis. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the first 10 picks of the second round, you could make an argument that probably five or six of those teams could theoretically think about drafting quarterback. I mean, the lions, uh, we don't know how much longer Jared Goff is going to be there. That doesn't mean these teams will. Brinson, you mentioned the Rams, the Seahawks, the Raiders, uh, the Titans, those all teams pick within the top 10 of the second round on Friday. And those are all teams that can think about taking a quarterback. So maybe yeah. he won't be free for much longer. Hope not. Oof. All right. Number six, the last one. Trades are fun. The Texans, of course, traded up to get the number three. Will Anderson, Cardinals traded up for number six to get Paris Johnson. Eagles, we already talked about that with Jalen Carter. Then you got Pitt moving up for Broderick Jones. Giants, there was, I believe, six trades that happened on Thursday night. Did y'all have fun with them? Well, technically seven, if you count 
The, oh. This is this may be this is one of those and look, I'm a weird person with bizarre quirks who likes dumb stuff. Okay. I find it's on a dating profile. <laughs> it is. Should I change it? Um <laughs> I mean my Twitter profile says I, I'm a weird you, person you know who likes quirks. <laughs> okay, keep going. No, 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 no. I'm happy to go down. <laughs> we'll do a different podcast with uh-huh. what I would put on my dating profile <laughs> and, and why and like and, and have like Katie Mox be like, no. That's stupid. Let's do this instead. It's a rated R podcast. No, I would just be like former notary. People like nobody's clicking on that you idiot. Nobody's swiping. The point being is, I think it's so fascinating that um, with a bunch of rumors about the Eagles trading up to number three overall with the Cardinals before the draft to grab Jalen Carter, there's this like tweet comes out. It's like the Eagles and the Cardinals have a draft pick trade. It's like, oh my god, this massive. This massive deal is going to change the landscape of the first round. It was third round picks, and it was because the Cardinals self-reported that they tampered with Jonathan Gannon at the NFC Championship game, and basically came to an agreement like we'll swap third round. They gave away a middle third round pick. The Cardinals did to the Eagles as a part of this, pardon my French, dumbass mistake. It's and like that's so perfect for this draft. We had six trades. And we had a trade before the draft started breach that involved tampering. Yes. And, and like I said, everything was coming up Eagles to, on Thursday. They got the first round picks they wanted. Uh, they forced the Eagle. They forced the Cardinals to give them a free pick uh, through these tampering charges, which happened because the Cardinals general manager apparently called Jonathan Gannon a day after the NFC championship game when you are not supposed to be talking to people about uh, possible hirings. So just insane that that happened. And, you know, and obviously the, the trade that's going to get all the headlines is the Cardinals-Texans trade, uh, which was big and we will be dissecting for a long time. Uh, but the Cardinals play that smart because they went back up, used those picks in that deal with Detroit and moved from 12 to 6 and got the offensive lineman that Kyler Murray wanted. Uh, that we saw Kyler Murray said, hey, look, let's get an offensive lineman here. Let's make it Paris Johnson. It was like... Uh, the Cardinals GM was just thinking, you know what? I don't want to get on Kyler's bad side. Let's just get the guy he wants. That's what we're going to do. Uh, and we saw the Patriots and Steelers make a trade, which was a little crazy. Those are two teams that you don't really see uh, work together too often. But yeah, it was the more trades, the better. That's how I view it. I want 27 trades in next year's first round. Yeah, I mean, the last time we had a top five uh, trade on the clock, as I mentioned, was 2014. Wrote a story about, actually, I wrote a story saying there won't be one this year. Because it'll be difficult for the the Cardinals and the Texans to uh, to put a trade together, and then naturally the two teams I mentioned in the entire the, the the impetus for the entire article those two teams traded with each other. Uh, so you know, a little egg on my face. If I'm a dunk on Prisco, I might as well dunk on myself. It, it, it was I think it was it was some some weird tr- like just weird trading though to see how these teams maneuvered around. I, I think it speaks a lot to how draft value sort of like draft, like the, the value that we have on these trade charts sort of crisscrossed in uh, like against how these, how people perceive this draft class, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you had two trades where teams only moved up one spot. Exactly. Where, where basically the bears were like, look, Howie, we've got a couple teams who want to come up and get Jalen Carter. We don't want to move too far down because we don't want to lose an offensive lineman. 
you got to make it worth our while to jump one spot. And and these teams did that. And like a team moved from 12 to three after they drafted at two, that is crazy pants. That doesn't happen at the NFL draft. That is actually some draft day, Kevin Costner, like, yes. like brouhaha. Would you say that's the most shocking thing about the draft this year? Mm, good question. Uh, uh, yes. I think it's either that or Witherspoon going five to the Seahawks with a team that, you know, built the Legion of Boom on drafting defensive, like Richard Sherman in the fifth round, uh, Cam Chancellor late, Earl Thomas is early, of course, but it's either Witherspoon at five, I think. I would say Will Levis, I take it back. Will Levis falling out of the first round has to be the most shocking thing yeah. on the planet. Yeah. And even if you don't believe that, you need to say it just to drag Pete Prisco. Number two would be a team drafting it second overall and then trading back up to draft it third overall. And then number th- three, I guess, distant, the Seahawks taking Witherspoon. Breach? Yeah, and we saw a commenter mention that Joey Porter Jr. dropped out of the first round. That was a surprise. I think we had him ranked in our top 15. Uh, the Lions taking Jamar Gibbs, obviously surprised, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, and on that Patriots-Steelers trade that I had mentioned, I brought that one up because I felt like both those teams came out winners. The Steelers need to upgrade their line, which, by the way, Wilson mentioned our bold predictions podcast. The Steelers need to trade up and get an offensive lineman. They did that. They got a, a, a guy they were targeting. And then the Patriots, when you trade back, you have no idea who's going to fall in your lap. And they end up getting one of the best corners in the draft, the 17th overall. So uh, I, I feel like that was a surprise that you had a, tra- a trade where it felt like both teams obviously won. Um, and, you know, I think it might have been a little bit of a surprise that one tight end went in the first round just because there was so much talk about this tight end class. Uh, and obviously, uh, the only one that went was Dalton Kincaid, 25th overall to the Bills. The Bengals decided not to take a tight end. The Cowboys decided not to take a tight end. There were teams at the bottom of the draft that we thought might be targeting tight ends and said, no, we'll wait till the second round. So the Cowboys not taking Michael Mayer was yeah. pretty shocking. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, a, it was a wacky first round. It was a fun first round. There were no, there were no gas mask bongs, but it was still fun. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was a that was a time to be podcasting or live on the internet. It's <laughs> a time to be I mean, alive. Like, if you've never seen it, I know we're wrapping up, but like go watch Ian Rappaport trying to explain live on NFL Network, knowing that I and I think like he's like he's like he's like, so here's the deal, Rich. Um <laughs> there was a gas mask and a bong. <laughs> And a video that was leaked out in the middle of the draft. And it's like, it's just, it's it's pretty epic television. So we didn't get that, mm. but we did get a two, three but, double but dip. Luckily, we had Brinson on that night and nobody knows more about gas mask bongs than him. That is so true. We, we were set. Well, I think, I think I was on via remote because I was actually at my uh, side job. I make gas mask bongs. Oh, uh, okay. you know, to take, you were out. at a rave. Right. Exactly. Uh, by the way, can we, um, also add that to the dating profile? Yeah. yeah ooh. Former notary makes gas mask bongs. Um, can we, can we do like a cargo type of thing? You know, Carlos Gonzalez, who MLB guy, can we do like a cargo thing for Gonzalez for the Patriots where it's like, cause I'm worried I'm going to mess up the first name because of Carlos Gonzalez. No, no, we're not going to do that. Chargo? 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 Nope. You want to switch his name? That's like, this when is I actually calling. worse. This is worse than earlier tonight when I tried to tell a story about Jim Irsay butchering the band covers 
on DC radio and the Grant Paulson stopped me. He was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so with that note. With that note and, and, and Chargo, we are going to bid you all a good night. Make sure that you join us tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern to discuss the second round odds of the 2023 NFL draft. And I'm going to come up with some better trivia to try to stump you guys tomorrow morning. And for good measure, remember to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page if you're listening to audio only. Do the same. Good night. We'll see you tomorrow.